everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Uh, our normal co-host, Russell Jackman, is off today, uh, but we do have a special guest. And at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Today's trivia theme is hard miscellaneous sports questions. All right. And today's guest, uh, who we're going to talk more in after the uh, break, is... John Kingdon, we've had him on a few times, former Oakland Raiders director of scouting. Is that the best title for you, John? Uh, that, that works. That works? Okay. Well, what other uh, titles should we, should we give you? Well, that was my ultimate one. I actually started like as, as a, uh, an intern and kind of moved up administrative and then scouting. And then, you know, when Ron left, uh, Ron Wolf left to go to the, uh, the Jets, ultimately Green Bay. And then I was uh, the, the director of scouting. Okay. And we want to get into that. Uh, we only have just a little bit of time on this first segment. Um, when we come back, I do want to know, I want to find out your history. Like first, you know, how did you get into this and how did you move your way up the ladder? Sure. Cause I'm sure that'll be very interesting. All right. This uh, actually, I got something really funny here. Um, so I read this little thing. Willie, Willie Mays could throw, he, by the way, he was my favorite baseball player. Willie Mays could throw, hit, catch and run. His manager, Leo DeRocher, said if Mays could cook, he'd bury him. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) Also, when we come back, I want to ask you what the deal uh, going on with the running backs getting paid lower um, and being recruited less. Contracts don't seem to be as good. For some reason, the running backs are not as in favor as uh, as they used to be. And I know there's a lot of good running backs out there. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7%. Secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. The 
Mount View Hotel and Spa in lovely Calistoga is turning back rates to a time when staying in Napa Valley was more affordable. Throughout the summer, you can book direct and apply our 15% True Blue discount and lounge by the pool, treat yourself to a spa experience, or watch a classic movie at sunset. All for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. Call 707-942-6877 or book online at mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB. Offer good through September 30th, 2023. That's mountviewhotel.com using discount code TRUB to take advantage of our 15% True Blue discount and stay for just $395 per night for weekend stays or $295 per night for weekdays. That's MountViewHotel.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Six friends. One outrageous idea and a chance to make their dreams come true. Transcendence Theatre Company invites you to go the full Monty, Broadway's hit musical comedy. July 28th through August 20th at Beltane Ranch in Sonoma Valley. You'll see why an evening at Transcendence is the best night ever. The full Monty in wine country. Get your tickets now at bestnightever.org. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown doing solo uh, hosting today, uh, but we do have John Kingman uh, back in back in the studio on Zoom, as they say. <laughs> back but in the saddle. Yeah, let's. Um, I want to go. Let's let's start from the beginning because I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember if you ever really told us like your story. How did you how did you get involved with uh, you? Because know, eventually you became the director of scouting. But how did it all start? Well, it, it's kind of uh, convoluted a little bit because I, I got out of college. I, I got my, and I really wasn't sure what to do. And uh, I was just kind of looking around. I was thinking about law school. And, uh, but uh, my, my brother had, had dropped out of college and he was attending bar and he was going back to college. And he said, why don't you just attend bar, which was kind of fun. And the only reason I bring it up, the person who owned the restaurant, it was a restaurant right. in Queens, New York. And the man who owned it was named Steve Rubel. 
remember he went on to own studio 54 oh okay i wasn't sure and then uh, i went to there was a graduate program in sports management at the university of massachusetts i took that and got and then eventually got an internship uh with the raiders and it, it's it's really funny to look back on it the what the organizations were like back then there might have been 25 people in the front office and now literally there are hundreds and hundreds sure. and, and and the staff wasn't very big maybe had eight coaches and such and uh so i just kind of wended my way over to personnel and they were very happy to have any help well, let, me, let me ask you what, what what year was that when you started your internship 78 <clears throat> that was john madden's last year it was my okay. first year well, it's interesting because they had already beaten the uh, Vikings in the Super Bowl. 76, yeah. 76, yeah. Well, so you would have thought that there still would have, you know, I mean, if you have college, a big sport, uh, a team like that that won the Super Bowl, you think that they would have had more personnel. Uh, no, that's just the way most of the teams were. And uh, and then, you know, I just started out filing uh, reports and, uh, you know, and then Ron, Ron came in and uh, he let me go out and uh, you know, scout local schools. And I used to, you know, as I was filing reports, I was reading the reports and, uh, and then eventually uh, kind of as things opened up, I became a, a, an area scout along with administrative and then uh, became the, uh, you know, I got very close with Al, became the director and basically uh, in many ways, his right-hand man. Wow. So, so they, you start off as an intern filing, they must've seen something in you to be able to say, yeah, hey, you go out there and see if you can find uh, some some talent well it was, it was ron you know i worked with ron and i like to ask good questions and i did some reports on film and you know very simple you know i said you know i kept waiting for input and he says you know what do you think hey scouting is writing down what you can see you can see and you can write so don't worry about it which is it was a lot more than that and sure. it, you had to actually learn how to write reports i i started to sit down and says I really don't know what to write. So when I was doing a position, I would go through a position book and read all many of the reports that scouts had written on that particular position and picked up some of the things they liked and, uh, you know, phrasing the way they, they did it. And I developed my own ways of writing and such. And uh, it, it just, it, it just becomes, uh, you just develop that skill. You know, you, I, can, I can only imagine like, you know, you did stuff like, uh, uh, you know, quarterback getting uh, uh, too anxious uh, on a blitz or something like that. Uh, we had a lot, you know, obviously arm strength and uh, yeah. set up quickness and ability to move, ability to see, uh, reacting to things and athleticism. And, uh, you know, I had a whole, I had a checklist uh, that I would go through. And you know, mm -hmm. after a game, I'd kind of look through and see what I had not mentioned and what I had. And then kind of, you know, scouting, it's, it's like peeling an onion, you know, you're starting off and you really can't see it. And as you're, uh, you know, seeing things and writing things down, you're peeling it for, to, to, to the point where you can actually see what you want to see. And, you know, I would tell the scouts as they were writing, you know, I want to be able to, uh, when I read your report, I want to be able to literally see him physically yeah. and mm -hmm. also see what you're seeing, his abilities and areas that he's lacking, that kind of thing, the ability to, and, you know, there were, there were very good scouts, you know, the, it really is important to be able to write. And there were some scouts that did not like to write yeah. and you could see it was really a pain for them to get through it. And that didn't, didn't last very long. You know, they, they just, they couldn't handle it. And you also, you know, it, 
it's not the easiest job in the world in a sense. Yeah. Again, if I say if you don't enjoy doing it, it's a horrible job. Yeah. Uh, but if you do enjoy it, it's it's a great job. And I look, you know, you'd get up early and get to a school and you know, and you'd start like eight in the morning, sometimes seven thirty. You know, usually there's someone there even earlier than you are. And and you develop relationships and friendships and you'd work and you write your film, write your report, your notes yeah. up. And then, you know, you'd have a break and you watch practice, you get in the car and drive maybe an hour or two to your next school, go to the hotel, write your reports. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you want to get done before you go to bed. I'd be up till midnight, wake up the next day. But each day was unique. It was always yeah. something new. And uh, you're always looking. And so I, I, I really enjoyed it. And again, the people we had really enjoyed it. There were a couple that didn't. You know, we had Mickey Marvin, uh, who's a good guy and all, but he he was a scared to death to recommend anybody mm. until uh, somebody else saw the film. I agree with you. I agree with you. So he was. Yeah. He very, it was it was really sad, and you know, unfortunately, he passed away of ALS uh, a couple of oh. years ago. But he yeah. was a good player, but a terrible scout. Wow how uh, how often was there the the gut feeling of you know the intangibles you know that. Uh, I remember my dad telling me about this one baseball player because the, the guy couldn't run field or hit, but he could beat you type of, sure. type of thing. So, you know, how, how often does that come in where you, you have to just, you know, he doesn't have the strong, well, like Montana, Montana didn't have that strong an arm, but there were th other things that he could do that to make up for that. Sure. Tom Brady. Yeah. And maybe the best case we have was Rich Gannon, you know, yeah. Rich, you know, in fact, he had sort of that sidearm motion, you know, but, but he, you know, he was a very bright guy, very competitive guy, never really got the shot uh, to be the guy. In fact, when he was in Kansas City, it was uh, Elvis Gerback was the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And Elvis got hurt and Rich came in and he won like five of the next six games and going to the playoffs and they benched him and Gerback came in and lost, lost the playoff game after Rich had that run. And, you know, when, when we, uh, and we brought him in, and, and it was just a connection with he and Gruden was, was just unbelievably well. And I just, it was funny. I was at Fresno state and uh, David Carr was coming out, De Derek Carr's brother, yeah. and they had a little bit of a sidearm motion. And, and, and Pat Hill was the head coach and the scouts were there. And you, you know, he, he was asking questions. I said, well, what about that sidearm motion uh, that David has? He goes, what about Gannon's sidearm motion? I said, point taken. Yeah, I mean, because even like Mahomes has that, you know, when he when he needs to. Yeah, oh, well, Richard Mahomes is, uh, you know, out of this world kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, he had that intangible. Mark Wilson didn't have that intangible. Mm -hmm. uh, Jamarcus, you know, I, I used to say we had maybe had two of the most talented quarterbacks in the history of football and the two most underachieving quarterbacks in the history of football with Jeff George and Jamarcus. But, yeah. I mean, Jamarcus set the standard for being maybe the least motivated person in the history he could care he got that check and he just quit on us that's, now to, yeah, to that's, defend yeah. us a little bit first of all he was very very talented just watching oh, the yeah. film is great sure. but you know bruce kebrick who i you know co-author a book with you know he knew everyone at lsu and he talked to everyone from the equipment manager to the trainer to the head coach to yeah. everybody and says you know he's a good kid he's not evil but yeah. you have to wake them up you have to walk them to class you have to get them to practice and we really tried to make that clear to Al and yeah. in fact Lane Kiffin was the coach there and Lane yeah. uh you know who's become a, a very good college coach and he had his issues but he really knew personnel and mm. he he tried like hell to, to to and Al just wouldn't back down and that's the thing is that in, in a guy like that if you give him too much money up front 
I mean, it's just, it, it, where's the, uh, you know, you're the incentive is because you're competitive and you love to play, but you know, if you don't have that drive to like, Hey, listen, I might not get my next paycheck unless I do well. Oh, no, no question. And we weren't, we weren't a strong team that at that point either, yeah. uh, you know, we didn't have the, you know, back in the, you know, said with the, the Stablers and the Upshaws sure. and, and the Hendricks, you know, those guys, Oh yeah. You know, you know the way New England became, they could take yeah. guys, that weren't doing well and come in and we just weren't a strong. Don't, for, don't forget Howie Long and one of, of my favorites who had one of the best arms, uh, Daryl LaMonica. Okay. Um, stay, stay with us. We're going to go to our first trivia question here. Uh, name the two teammates who homered in the same game 75 times. Who were the two teammates who, so you got to think about guys who, who homered a lot. All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. 
It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown along with my special guest, John Kingdon. Okay, first trivia question. Name the two teammates who homered in the same game 75 times. Now, who was the obvious choices you were thinking of? Mays and McCovey. Okay, that they had 68. <laughs> okay, so so I do have, I have numbers one, two, and three. So that was number three. Uh, number two, go back in uh, time. Well, I'm thinking, uh, well, actually, uh, I, I'm sorry, I got it. I think Ruth and Garrett. Okay, that's number two. <laughs> okay, good, that's good. That's number seven. They had 73. So the ones who had 75, Hank Aaron. Uh, Hank Aaron and, and Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews, it? very good. Okay. That's it, you got it. You got it. <laughs> well, it only took me three shots. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, listen, what, what do they say? One out of three, it'll get you in the Hall of Fame. About very good, yeah. Um, look, did you work with Mark Davis at all? Uh, uh, very little. Very. At the end, uh, he had he'd come in as before, uh, you know, Al, but Al wasn't doing well. He'd asked me, uh, to uh, evaluate a player. Uh, he had seen a player who, like five years earlier, and he'd seen him in the fourth quarter of the fourth game for the Chargers against the 49ers, and he, and he kept bringing him up to his dad, and his dad you know, didn't, wasn't interested in would I evaluate him. I mean, but I'm talking about a guy in the fourth quarter of the fourth game five years later. And, right. and we, ended up bringing, we, we couldn't bring him in that year because it was – what is he ended up on the practice squad that year and then he got hurt the next year and but mark never forgot about him and he says oh he swears he can run four four and we couldn't bring him in because there was a lockout at that point and they oh. brought him in he ran like four eight and that was that but i didn't deal much with him and then obviously you know when he took over he kind of cleared out the people that were most closely affiliated with his dad which was one of them was me yeah <laughs> yeah because i was wondering i just i i I don't look at them the same. You know, they, they definitely seemed like they're, they're different. Uh, Al seems to have had a lot more, obviously had more experience, but he, he seems to have a lot more on the ball. Uh, I yeah, don't no, know he wasn't, uh, he, he, yeah, he had his issues, which we won't get into. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'll give, I'll give him credit. I mean, he's made the uh, amazing financial move to Las Vegas, yeah. but his, his football acumen, you know, isn't very good. And initially he, you know, accepted that and he got uh uh, someone to recommend uh, Reggie McKenzie, who was a disaster. Yeah. And then uh, on his own, he, he brought in Gruden, who I thought had a lot of p- potential. Yeah. And then, uh, but then Gruden hires Mayock, who was terrible in personnel. And then uh, he got someone else, a former Raider person, to, to, to bring in the new head coach. And that hasn't worked out well either. So uh, outside of making some money, you know, again, the success of the team hasn't really... Uh, yeah, uh, been anything to hang your head on. Wonder, uh, you know, we, we were we were big Raider fans all during the, you know, I guess probably starting in the early seventies. Of course, um, and then you know, and then it was really tough when they moved to LA. We, it just really was very frustrating for us uh, uh, local fans. And then they came back, and it was sort of like there was still a little bit of a, of a, how dare you have gone away, <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> but them totally moving to Las Vegas, it's kind of crazy because just, you know, there's Raiders fans all over the world. Uh, well, again, the, the bringing Gruden in, you know, was like one of the great uh, hires. Yeah. And, and, it, and, and to get rid of John when, when Al did to trade him was, was just insane. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, it was just downhill from there. Yeah, because didn't wasn't he Tampa Bay's uh, coach when they beat the Raiders? Yeah, which yeah, which yeah, I mean the irony being is if we had played any other team but Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, I have no doubt we would have won. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember there was two. There wasn't there a was he a center? Uh, some guy had some kind well, of Barrett Barrett Robbins is yeah. uh, was bipolar and he always concealed yeah. it very well. And I guess the pressure of, you know, the Super Bowl the next day, it just kind of got to him. And yeah. uh, one thing, I, you, know, I, you know, people who are bipolar, I, I, I understand, kind of self-medicate with alcohol. And yeah. evidently he went a little overboard on that and whatever. And somehow he ended up in uh, Tijuana. And it was, it was, it was very sad. I, I, I like, I don't know how he's doing. I hope he's doing well. I know he's still around somewhere. Well, we just heard uh, uh, earlier today, they were recording a show on Tuesday, uh, Russ Francis. Oh, uh, yeah, 70 years old in a, in a plane crash. Um, yeah, because yeah, he, he started off with the Patriots, then he won a Super Bowl with the 49ers. And I think he went back to the Patriots for, for a year or two. Tough guy. Yeah, it's not clear. If he, I guess he was a, a pilot and he liked to be flying. Yeah. So I guess it was just, so it wasn't clear whether he was flying or someone else. Yeah, exactly. But it's just, it's just I don't know. There's there's some, you know, I mean, this has, kind of stuff happens all the time. But when it's somebody who you you know, I didn't know him, right? You just know of him. Uh, it just it kind of weird hitting, hitting close to, to home. Let me ask you, when, when you're scouting, do you also scout players that are like on the field during the season? Like, hey, just in case this guy comes up, we can we should trade for him? I mean, it's not just high school and college and, and, and guys who are like a practice squad. I mean, do you ever like – are looking at uh, players who are actually playing during the season. Well, it, there, there's two departments. There's your pro personnel yeah. and, your, and your college personnel. Uh, I was, I was yeah. primarily on college. You know, it, it didn't happen often. Once in a while, Al would ask me if I happened to be in to watch film on a particular player and to give him my report. But, but it, 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 they're two very uh, fairly distinct areas. Gotcha. Now they will look at your uh, reports uh, when they're considering trading for somebody and, and, yeah. and, and he would consult with me or, or, or another scout who had seen someone coming out to get a little more background on them coming up. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, they, you absolutely do that. I mean, your pro guys, you know, their job is really to have a, a ready list, you know, a, a ready list at every position. We need a long snapper, yeah, we yeah. need a, you know, a strong safety, a free safety. We need special teamer, you know, whatever comes up, uh, you know, we need someone uh, for anything, but they should. It's up to them to have that ready list uh, on hand. Yeah, and it's it's funny how when like there was a, a center that I can't remember who, which team it was, but this last week where you know a center got hurt and the a new, the, and the the backup center comes in and, and everybody like on TV when they're they're making these no, they, these comments, it's almost like. Like as so the guy's never played before, and it's like the guy's been playing. Obviously, he's a professional. He's been playing all during the practices. Okay, so now the lights are on, you know, and he's got to come in. But there shouldn't be. I mean, it's, you know, we're not talking about little five-year-old kids. You know, why, why do they make such a big deal of that? 
no, well, they have to say something. But, I mean, they didn't pull him off the street. Like you said, the yeah. guy's been in all the meetings. He's been practicing. He played yeah. in uh, in preseason and such. I mean, you know, and obviously yeah. they, they were good They were good enough to make the team. Exactly. So, so no, it's uh, – yeah. Yeah, people have been kind of. There's so many commentators now. They're trying to come up with something unique that just yeah. really doesn't fill uh, uh, the airspace. Yeah. So, yeah. How, how often would you get calls from you know parents, coaches, whatever, who you know they, because they they find out you know they know you're a scout. Oh, you got to come see my son, or you got to see my player. Does that happen a lot. Uh, the only one time it really it came up it was kind of funny. Our team doctor asked me if I could talk to someone. He knew a guy and his son was playing at USC. And would I be willing to talk to him? So I said, yeah, absolutely happy to do it. And so the guy called me up and, and the guy was a guy I'd seen, but I thought he was like a free agent. Yeah. You know, maybe a seventh rounder if you really want to push it. So we're talking and, and I was going to be honest with him. I said, well, you know, look, there are 32 teams. There's a lot of scouts, yeah. different opinions. I really don't have them that high, you know, it's, and it's possible you know, he, you know, the free could be as low as a free. And I said, well, where do you see him going? Oh, well, I, I think there's no question. He's a third rounder, maybe even a second. I said, well, like I said, there's a lot of opinions out there and such, but you know, this is my issues. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I finally said, look, the one thing do not do. And what's that? I said, don't have a draft day party. Oh yeah. You always hear these stories. Oh, I'm going to go home. And the kid doesn't get, and it's a disaster. Yeah. And I said, just uh, just uh, save yourself that trouble and be ready for him not to get drafted and, you know, hope that he gets picked high. Yeah. Anyway, the bottom line is he was a free agent. Uh, he did sign with the Jets, was on the practice squad, was active for a couple of games, but uh, he got cut eventually and didn't never really uh, played wow. much. So, that's, I, I, you know, earlier you were mentioning about uh, someone running a uh, – that you thought he could run a 4-4 and, and he ran, ran a 4-8. I mean, that's less, less than half a second. Is it make that much of a difference when, when well, you're... Yeah, that tenth of a second is, is enormous. I mean, just a tenth of a second is the big... A 4.5 to a 4.6 is, you know, is, is a big jump. Uh, so, yeah, it really... And it obviously, and where, we, uh, where I'm working, that was really important, those, yeah. uh, those 40 times. In fact, you know, we, when Marcus came out, you know, everybody loved Marcus, but, but he actually ran like a, in, the, in the four sevens, yeah. which was yeah. like... Uh, and we couldn't, uh, so we put it down. It's, I think it's the only time we ever really, two times we changed times because we knew if we didn't do it, we wouldn't get the guy on the field. And Marcus was one of them. So we had him down at a 4.6. But whatever his 40 time was, he ran so much faster than his listed time because he could cut without having to gather. Yeah. It, it's an amazing it, ability yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I mean, the other look, one. Yeah. But you look at someone like Barry Sanders, too, who, who's just, oh, yeah. you know, in and out. You know, it's like, it's okay that he doesn't have, he's not the fastest guy. And man, I don't remember, I don't know how fast he was. I mean, he definitely was fast, right? But was he, you know, uh, Deion Sanders speed? Probably not. Tell you what, hey, we're going to cut to, let's cut to our second commercial break. <clears throat> no, this one, this one, you might, you, you might know this one. You probably, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot, John. I'm going to say you should oh, know this one. All right. And again, don't, don't say anything until we get back from break, right? But here's the trivia question. Who is the first quarterback to... I don't know why people are calling me. Don't they know I don't even have a phone? Okay. Uh, who is the first quarterback to start in two Super Bowls with two different teams and lose both times? Oh, boy. All right. 
That's our trivia question. Who is the first quarterback, and I don't even know if there's been another one, to start in two Super Bowls with two different teams and lose both times? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be right back. Sail the San Francisco Bay aboard a luxury tall ship with a professional captain and crew. The schooner Free to Be offers a variety of sailing options for the general public on a weekly basis from February to November. All sails depart from lovely downtown Sausalito, just steps away from Sausalito's famous restaurants and the ferry landing. On board, you'll find plenty of seating on deck and a cash bar stocked with local craft beers, wines, and non-alcoholic beverages. Bring a friend and see all the San Francisco Bay has to offer on the schooner Free to Be. www.schoonerfreetobe.com or call 415-331-0444. Gym Guys, number one in-home personal training, comes to you with a plan, equipment, and a certified coach. Visit gymguys.com today. That's guys with a Z, gymguys.com. Gym Guys is proud to be the first in-home mobile personal training and fitness franchise company. As the leader of in-home personal training, we're redefining physical fitness by bringing the workout to you when and where it's convenient for you. Professional and certified trainers bring the instruction, the equipment, and they ensure every workout is customized for you depending on your fitness level and specific goals. The first session is a complimentary assessment designed to help you establish fitness goals and develop a fitness program specific for you. Following, we offer a yoga or personal training session to people who call in mentioning that they heard this offer on the Best of Investing radio show. Call Gym Guys now at 1-855-GYMGUYZ. That's Gym Guys with a Z. Let them know you heard about the special offer on this show. Call 1-855-GYMGUYS. Are you looking for something special to do with your family this summer? Look no further. Bring your loved ones to Alcatraz Island and explore the rich history of this iconic landmark. And here's a special offer. Book your family tour today and get a discounted family pack price, which includes two adults and two kids. Don't miss out on this amazing experience. Visit AlcatrazCityCruises.com to purchase your tickets before they sell out. That's AlcatrazCityCruises.com. Palio Restaurants been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paleosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with John Kingdom. All right, our second trivia question. Who is the first quarterback to start in two Super Bowls with two different teams and lose both times? He's actually been a guest on our show a long time ago. 
I was I can only think of guys that are lost multiple times, which was uh, Francis and then uh, Jim Kelly, but of course they were just with one team. Yeah, one with one with team. Okay, you ready? Please. Craig, Craig Morton. He lost with oh Dallas, Dallas and Denver. Guys, yeah, Dallas, Denver, Denver, yeah. yeah. The orange crash with Denver, and then he lost uh, when they, when uh, uh, oh come on, who who kicked the field goal uh, to for Baltimore to beat Dallas? Can't remember. Jim O'Brien. Ken O'Brien. Yes, O'Brien. There you go. Uh, it's funny. I still remember. It's funny. We had we had Craig Morton on on the uh, on the show one time, and we were asking for uh, some fun stories. And and one of them was, uh, I think it was Ben Davidson, not Ted Hendricks, because I don't think Ted Hendricks played. Uh, I think I don't know. It might have been. No, no, no. It, it was it was Ted Hendricks because <laughs> Ben Davidson was a little bit before him. So. Uh, He's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess I'm trying to think of when the Raiders, oh, he must've been playing for Denver at the time. Cause they, they usually didn't have NFL and, and AF, NFC and AFC playing uh, back then. Uh, Ted Hendricks. It must've been Ted Hendricks. Yeah. No, he was anyway. with, uh, he was with Green Bay and, uh, uh was it Baltimore? Is he, uh, no, well, he wasn't with Denver, Ted Hendricks. No, 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 no. Uh, but when, when Craig was with Denver. Oh, Craig, I'm Ted, sorry. Yeah. Ted Hendricks played with, for the Raiders. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> one time, uh, he just, Craig Morton just gets absolutely decimated uh, out of bounds, uh, you know, with Ted Hendricks just, just pummeling him. Obviously, nowadays, you get, you know, multiple flags on something like that. Back then, it wasn't like that, right? And, uh, <laughs> and Craig says he, he's lying on the ground, and he looks up at him, and he goes, is that all you got? <laughs> and Tenor is like, no way, nobody could come up for that. <laughs> I love that story. Fun stuff. I mean, then you know, I was going to ask you. So, how is the, how would it be scouting now with the rules, the way they've changed, protecting quarterbacks, you know, illegal hits, you know, that are illegal now but weren't before. Be it, um, uh, yeah, interesting. Like last last night's game. Uh, with the uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with the Giants uh, in Seattle, and uh, uh, Gino gets tackled um, out of kind of out of bounds, right? And it's not quite a horse collar, but uh, the defensive guy lands kind of on his legs. And you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if he drew a penalty, but it's like stuff like that. They just are really careful now because they just don't want anybody getting hurt. And I can appreciate that. But when you're scouting, how does that? How has it changed because of stuff like that? Well, I think there are two factors that, that come in. One is, is like rules are a lot tighter. And so you need people to be more disciplined. And number two, uh, with the amount of money that we talked about that everyone's making, I think it's important. Character has become much more important. And, you know, you've seen, you know, particularly you know, with the, if, if you're with the Raiders, you know, there's so many uh, distractions and, and ways to kind of get caught up in things. And, and uh, I don't know that they prepared like they had the receiver they drafted very high who was out and he was, you know, was with his girlfriend. He got drunk and well, not drunk, but he certainly drank a lot more than he should have. And he and he's driving 150 miles an hour yeah. at two in the morning and and ends up uh, running into a car and, and killing a woman. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I mean, little things like that. Uh, the little thing, excuse me. I yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean, things like that are are really much, much more important uh, to, to consider. I mean, and how this guy gets off with only nine years, it's just, it's still mind numbing. But I, but I think, you know, character is, uh, is much more important on so many levels. And you get a guy who's undisciplined 
on and off the field. He's going to make, you know, stupid hits like that. I was watching, yeah. in fact, I saw the Raider game yesterday where, uh, you, you, know, um, you know, the Charger quarterback's running out of bounds and he's three feet out of bounds. And the Raider guy, who was a former Charger guy, just blasts him. He gets kicked out of the game, costs him 15 yards, eventually a touchdown, and they end up losing, you know, by uh, seven yeah. points. So, I think, so character is, uh, is really uh, come to the fore on so many levels. Yeah, I still remember uh, Jim McMahon uh, getting taken out of the game, as well as I, I, it, it, didn't, it didn't end his career on the play, but it definitely shortened it right away. Charles Martin for, the Green, for Green Bay had uh, even had a towel. It was like a contract out on him, you know, uh, with, with his number on it. And, you know, McMahon throws the ball. And then like, literally you wait two, three, four seconds and Charles Martin just picks him up and slams him on his shoulder. And then boom, he's out of the game. And then Charles, I mean, he got kicked out and I think he got suspended for one game or something sure. ridiculous. But uh, I mean, something like that is just, you know, and, and then you think about it and a guy's career or coming close to it like that, you know, and you're talking now, lots and lots of money. You know, in the old days, you know, a guy couldn't really live off one year's worth of salary, you know, for the rest of his life. Now, you know, someone like Bosa, now he's he's a decent guy, so I'm not picking on him because of uh, he's done anything wrong. But, you know, one year's worth of salary, a guy could just retire. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know, in fact, just going back, you know, when the Stylers were starting to really jump up, I mean, Bill Walsh made a, a great statement. Whereas, you know, I remember Kent McLuhan who played for the Raiders and he was working as driver's ed instructor in the off season, you know, like you said, cause you need a stuff like but Bill Walsh, when the money really got high, yeah. uh, Bill Walsh, you know, there's a negative to this because a lot of these players in the off season actually have jobs that lead into post uh, uh, career jobs. And now they're making so much money at nothing like now, but they're making a lot of money. They don't need off season jobs. And now they're done 28, 29 years old. Gee, what am I going to do for the rest of my life now? That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think it was, uh, was it, I guess Dave Casper went into the insurance business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, obviously he's got great connections. And so uh, I'm sure he's done extremely well. I think he lives in Walnut Creek or at least his office is there, but, but no, obviously he did very well. Steve Sylvester, you know, was a lineman with the Raiders. He was a, he was a, uh, he got into real estate. It was kind of a, mm -hmm. A funny story. He was telling me. I got to be very good friends with Steve. Uh, he was a he was like a the ultimate utility offensive lineman. Could play tackle, play guard, center, could long snap, and all of that. And uh, so he, uh, he he got cut. This was '84, and he told Al. He says, "Look, I'm going into real estate. I'll be willing to come back up to half the season. But after that, I'll have made a commitment to my job and I can't come back. And so late in the year, ironically, it was Mickey Marvin got hurt. to like at about the 14th game of the season. He called up Steve. We got to have you to come back. We got to have you coming back. She's out. I told you I made a commitment. Blah, 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 blah. And Al, you know, didn't take it well. So Steve, yeah. it, it called me up about it. He says, you know, what do you think I should do? I said, it was 84. I said, Steve, if I thought we were going to go to the Super Bowl, I would say, do it. But we're not that good. We had Mark Wilson was the quarterback. Jim had gotten hurt. I said, we're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, and I know Al's going to be disappointed, but, you know, you gave him your word. And so yeah. at the end, you know, maybe a month or two after the season, write him a personal letter and explain it again. 
And I'm sure he'll forgive you for that. He'll understand it. And, and he did. And they ended up, you know, obviously had a very good book. That's one thing about Al, you know, he always read letters. And just yeah. as another story, we had a guy, Chuck Pagano, was one of our coaches. And and uh, and there was and he coached and he, he was, I think he was in Baltimore at this point. And and we got a new head coach and uh, you you uh, you Jackson. And we wanted to bring Chuck back as the offensive coordinator. And uh, and I thought it would have been a good hire. He was a good coach. And and it came out. And someone said to uh, uh, Pagano, I heard about it, says, uh, we heard that the Raiders uh, want to bring you back. He says, well, I've already served my time there. You know, I can't. And it really was, uh, it was kind of funny, but it was terrible. So I was at the uh, Senior Bowl and I saw Chuck and I really liked him. And I went to say, Chuck, that really wasn't very nice. He said, oh, I'm so sorry. I just somehow the words came out of my mouth and I couldn't stop. I says, could you talk to Al for me? I said, well, that won't work. It says, what if I call him? I said, he won't take your call. But I said, what you need to do, you need to write him a letter because he reads all your letters and tell him, you know, what you want to say. And he, he sent me a copy of the letter as well. And, and you know, but and I, 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 th- I don't know how it ended up. It was sort of towards the end of his life anyway. But, yeah. but if you ever needed to want him to see you absolutely, he, like I said, write it. He would read oh, everything. Lord. Wow. Not an email. <laughs> Real Not an email. <laughs> So, you know, back to Sylvester, though, I'm just thinking, unless he, you know, how many games did he miss because of that promise? I mean, he can't just bring him back. He's not in shape. No, well, probably not. But, uh, yeah. but, 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 you know, it's just another was kind of funny. I don't know if I mentioned was uh, we had a scout, Calvin Branch, no relation to Cliff, but mm-hmm. Calvin had played with the Raiders and had been a running back in college. We made him a safety. He was a great teams guy and everybody liked him and he had a bad knee injury. And uh, but uh, so he became a scout and, you know, the knee got better, but he was pretty much done. But he always stayed in shape, always in great, great shape. And uh, and we lost two safeties like in one week. And uh, and Al calls me, says, do you think Calvin would come back and play? I said, I'm sure he would. But do you think he's in shape? I said, well, I know he's always in shape, but, you know, let me check with him. And I called up Calvin and I said, you know, Al wants you to come back and, and play. You know, is that something you'd be interested in? Well, you know, he's going to make 10 times what he's making as a scout or whatever the number is. And I said, you know, do you still keep it? Oh, yeah. And he came back and uh, and he played and made some tackles and didn't get hurt. It was, you know, it was and, and, uh, you know, I was out and a scout came up to me and said, you know, two weeks ago, I'm scouting with Calvin. And I happened to be watching your game the other day, and there he is on the field. <laughs> That's great. Well, he got a kick out of that. I think about the, even what Bosa said this year. You know, he he held out, right? And so uh, I don't know how many weeks he held out, but when he came back in the first couple of games, he even admitted he said, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite in shape yet." For now, you know, and and obviously it's a it's a very uh, uh, daunting task to be, uh, you know, his position. But, uh, you know, just a few weeks off, uh, even though I'm sure he tried to keep in shape, playing shape is a little bit different. No, they, and they were smart to not just throw him in. I mean, I, I know he yeah. played a little bit the first and, and worked it up to that, that point. Whereas a, a lot of times, you know, you get a player that's held out, a first rounder, and he comes in late and everyone wants to see him play and he goes out and he gets hurt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, and in a lot of cases, they never quite come back from that. Oh, what, uh, uh, what, what do you think of Mr. Irrelevant, uh, Rock, Brock Purdy? You know, you know, the, the, the conjunction of him and, uh, and, and the guy they took, they gave the three first round picks to get, 
who, you know, I wouldn't call him a bust. And, and it's unfortunate. But what's his name? The guy they took in the first round with the three picks from North Dakota State, the Niners, you know, that uh, and they end up just, they just traded oh, him to Dallas. Gosh, I can't remember now because it wasn't Garoppolo. It was, uh, oh, 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 Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. you know, that's, I was, you know, and again, I'm not out of it. I'm not, I haven't been, I've been out of it for a few years, but to take yeah. a kid from a small school like that that hasn't played a lot and you're giving up all these picks and, you, and then he comes in and he, I think he breaks a finger yeah. and then the next year he breaks his ankle and such, yeah. you know, but getting Purdy in the seventh round, you know, it, it's, it really covers up uh, quite an egregious uh, <laughs> mistake. Sure does. And, yeah. you know, but again, you, you talk about, you know, he's a seventh rounder. Tom Brady's a sixth rounder. Yeah. Mitch Gannon was a, was like a, a fourth rounder. And in fact, he was a fourth rounder. They want to make a safety out of. And he said, look, I told you, I'm not going to be a safety. I won't even show up. And they traded him to Minnesota and he played a number of years in Kansas city and eventually came to us. But wow. uh, I mean, yeah, please. Dave, we're going to, uh, let's, let's go to our last trivia question here. This one's kind of a hard one too. Who was the MVP in Super Bowl seven? And uh, the hint I'll give you, if you can't remember, Super Bowl seven, that was Miami's undefeated season. Who was the MVP in the Super Bowl? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101, I'll be right back with some closing comments. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739-800-913-9739-800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. 
Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, John Kingdom. All right, third trivia question. Who was the MVP in Super Bowl Seven, which was Miami's undefeated season? That was Washington, 14-7. to seven. Yeah, you and remember the game? In fact, yes. the, the, the kick, uh, your premium. I got a feeling it's a, uh, Nick Bonacani. No, uh, Jake Scott. Yeah, that one's kind of a tough one. So we, we didn't get a chance to talk about all the running back questions I wanted to ask you. Go, go ahead and make some comments. Well, might, might, you know, you're talking about why the money isn't there. Uh, and part of it is uh, I think people are really, I was thinking analytics might play a lot into that because there's not a lot of uh, running backs to play a long time. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, why did Marcus Allen play a long time and Franco Harris play a long time? Because they didn't take the extra hit. Marcus had a great sense of not getting hit, you know, and Franco, they, oh, you know, he ran out of bounds. Good. He got up and made another long run, whereas yeah. Earl Campbell uh, took every hit there oh was and gosh, he got yeah. caught up. And so yeah. the longevity is, is tough to, to pay for and such. So I think that's, that's a real factor. And there's so many good running backs that have come out in, in later rounds that, you know, fine, you're not working out and, we'll, you know, we'll, Someone else, they, they seem to be somewhat re- replaceable, though, you know, that but going back in those days, Marcus was was, was unbelievable yeah. how great he was with the Barry Sanders and such. But yeah. you know, there's a lot more. I think there's also a lot more passing now than there yeah. was then. Gotcha. So I think you put. Yeah, all fact, it's much, yeah it's, it's not it's not like the 1930s when uh, everything was a run play. All right. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. So smoking will kill you. Bacon will kill you. But smoking bacon will cure it. <laughs> Very like nice. That? And uh, don't worry if plan A fails. There are 25 more letters in the alphabet. All oh, right. Nice. Did you like that? Okay. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. So long. Thank you.